you seem hungry. Good thing your table is ready with Saturday Omaha. Saturday Omaha. Eat this. This is Dave Zorko. We are here on Saturday Omaha's Food Recognized Food for another wonderful episode where we get to connect with people in and around the restaurant industry. This particular conversation has been in the making for quite some time and has a lot of drama built in. Anyway, we're, we're, we're going to get to that. So uh, I am sitting here in the palatial KIOS studios with John Stastny of Wonton John's and many other ventures that we're going to get into. John, how you doing? I'm doing well. Doing awesome. well. How you doing? Well, I'm, I'm doing great. And thank you so much for everything, for connecting with me. We've kind of got to talk at several events over the years. Yeah. And uh, I think you and I, we linked up a little bit at uh, Burger Fight a, a while back. Yeah. Yeah. And we we're going to do an episode. And there's been some ups and downs in the, well, the restaurant industry and all sorts of things. And, but anyway, we're going to get into that. But the first time I got to meet you was you were doing a pop up. And this was like early in the Wonton John's days. Yeah. It was before we even had the food truck. Yeah. It was just a, a table right, <laughs> at yeah. that point. And we were at Zen Coffee and you had posted something on social and you had a biscuits and gravy wonton and yeah. i'm like okay <laughs> this is different i need to check out what's happening here and so that was kind of the the start of wonton john's but i i want to send this kind of your way a little bit how things have have changed and uh, i'd like to talk a little bit about blend the uh the mobile dining food hall kind of some things there and some of the challenges you've encountered but most importantly how are you and what is the state of Wonton John's now? Like uh, what's going on? Yeah, so it's ever changing in terms of the state of Wonton John's, but <laughs> but yeah, we're getting back rolling. Um we shut down the food truck obviously for the winter. Yeah. But we typically do that regardless of whether we had another business just closed or not. So right, right. getting back into the swing of things with that, um getting booked out where We've only got a couple available weekends for the entire food truck season as of oh, that's um, great. right now. So, yeah, that that's booked up pretty solidly. We've got some weekdays and things, but we're kind of leaving those open for now anyways so we can focus on uh, the Benson location we're yeah. working on opening up on North 61st Street. So, really, we're just waiting on the tile. Uh, we're getting new tile installed next week. Nice. And so hopefully by the end of the month, I'm not announcing any kind of opening day or anything sure. until I have all the necessary permits and everything in hand. Uh, just because uh, with Blend, obviously we were supposed to open that in March of 2022. And right. due to different issues with different permits and things like that, we weren't able to open until August. So I'm not trying to really announce any kind of dates or anything until sure. I have everything solidified and because a lot, of, a lot of restaurants, I've seen it happen to other restaurants too, where they announce opening day and then they aren't able to open that day because uh, typically a permitting issue. So I'm just waiting until everything is solidified and oh, concrete yeah. before we announce that. But we're super excited about it. That's cool. Sure. There's a you know health inspection and all those things that have to go on. And there's what you know county inspections or there's a whole laundry list of things, right? So, yeah. Luckily with this one, we won't have to do as many inspections because it was an existing business we're taking uh, over within the proper amount of time. The uh -huh. issue with Blend was it was an Amigos prior. But it was vacant for over a year. So once oh. it's vacant for over a year, the occupancy permit expires. And then you have to get a new occupancy permit. And then a lot of codes change here and there. Right. And once they change and you have to get a new permit, you have to abide by those codes. So that's what happened with Blenda's. Some of the electrical stuff we had to have completely revamped oh my gosh. Um, to meet the new codes. And due to lead times on... Um, different products and things like that. It was a very long, drawn out process. So we actually passed our health inspection. Nice. But not the, like with blend right away, but not the uh, electrical and mechanical inspections. We got to jump through a lot of hoops with those. So always this, the list of This things. should be a little bit smoother than that process, I'm hoping. But yeah. I'm not counting. <laughs> chickens before they have that's right right that the goes. burritos before they're wrapped or yeah. the wontons before they're they're done so yeah. how long has wonton john's been around now so that is 2018 2019 our first we did our first uh free event where i just gave away free wontons at the broke down palace off uh, 90th and maple um, yeah 88th and maple but uh we did a free event there september something i think september like 19th or something like that of uh 
2019. And then okay. we did some pop-ups um, over that winter um, at different breweries and Zen and places like that. And then we actually bought the food truck in February of 2020. Yeah. And we did our first actual food truck event March 1st of 2020. And then everything hit the fan. That, <laughs> that's that's no doubt. That yeah. under, understatement so this will be our year. fourth food truck season, really like three years in business. Wow. Before you started making wontons for everybody, did you have a background in the restaurant industry or like how did you get your your start? No. So I had, I mean, I'd always worked in restaurants kind of as like a side gig. I always bartended, served. I worked in the kitchen a little bit, but um, I preferred like the tip-based income. It was always on the side. Typically I did sales. I did a lot of business to business sales for about the seven years prior to opening the food truck um, and kind of bounced around. I've I've worked a lot of different jobs over the course of time, but uh, generally um, business to business sales was my gotcha. main gig. And so I always liked cooking. I didn't really discover I liked cooking till like my early 20s. And I'm 37 now. So started going to music festivals and things like that and started just bringing like coolers full of breakfast burritos to the music festivals. And oh, nice. Decided, you know, I wanted to open a breakfast burrito truck. And, and that way I could travel around to the music festivals and cook for people, which I enjoyed. And so that's how that like dream began. And that's still why I've started the food truck. But then we opened in 2020 and so all the festivals and everything got canceled. So we completely flipped our business model um, and started doing things more locally. We finally traveled to our first out of town festival last year. We went to Buena Vista, Colorado for a Billy Strings Festival. And that was, that was pretty cool. So we're looking at doing a few more of those that is this cool. year. That is cool. So, so you're actually getting to make that that desire and that passion happen that you wanted to. It's like, hey, I want to, you know, go listen to some good music, bring some food for people, and and right. have a good time there. That's super cool. Yeah. You were at Trucks and Taps for a while and serving delicious burritos out of there. Actually, we had uh, Jared Eaker from uh, Otilly yeah. uh, Butchery uh, on the show a little nice. little while ago, and I was telling him, I was like, that's the first place I encountered his chorizo because yeah. I think you were using it in your yeah. burritos, yeah. right? So. Yep. Uh, that's very cool. Background. So nice, uh, nice local tie-in at that time. Yeah, definitely. You know, so the shift from having a table at Zen and doing pop-ups to having the food truck was was that always the goal? And you were just kind of with the pop-ups able to test drive your menu and that kind of thing before you got the truck, or was that a kind of a stepping stone where you're trying to see if you liked it, or how how did that section um, go there? It, it was a stepping stone, I would call it. Uh, it definitely wasn't to see if I liked it. I went all in when I did the pop-ups. Awesome. You know, I had quit my job. Oh, wow. Um, and I didn't like my job. So oh, fair enough. It, okay. wasn't, it wasn't that big of a deal. <laughs> all right. Uh, but so um, I'm not, I'm that was probably going to happen regardless. <laughs> but I was just, you know, really, I've always wanted to do my own thing. I've never really liked working for other people. And so sure. I knew I wanted to start my own business regardless. And uh, a buddy of mine that I had worked with, also wanted to do the food truck thing. And for nice. him, it was more of a see if he liked it kind of thing. And it didn't really work out. He did the first few pop-ups with me and it definitely wasn't like for him, but I lo- I loved it. And it was, it's super stressful, especially it's just starting intense, out. Yeah. Right? And when you're doing pop-ups, it's not really a great way to make money. It's not super lucrative sure. until you know what you're doing. And then once I figured out like how to make money at pop-ups, then I started making money. And then that's how I got the money to get the food truck or at least the first portion of the money for the food truck. And I borrowed the rest. And so, so yeah, it was, it was more of a stepping stone to kind of gain capital. Cause I think I had like $500 to my name when I started the oh, pop-ups. Man. So, wow. So wow. yeah, I was pretty, pretty much all in at that point regardless. So. so one of the things that always, you know, just amazes me, I mean, there's kind of this standard blueprint, like, you know, like you said, you, you don't necessarily like working for someone else. That isn't, that isn't what you'd like to do. Right. And of course, a lot of folks in the you know hospitality food industry, and especially with you wanting to be around the concert scene, is seeing people and interacting with people as part of it. But like it's like okay, you know, go to school, graduate, get a job, do this, go work for a larger business or whatever. What was that spark? Or maybe it's just because you maybe you didn't like your job, so maybe it was easier. But where you're like, all right, listen, I'm out. I'm all in. I'm just going to go do this. Or was that a pretty natural, easy transition for you? I just, for me, that would be a lot of like soul searching going like, okay, I'm about to not have somebody sign my check. I'm about to go make my own check. So like, how did that happen in your mind? Um, yeah, for, for me, it was more of a natural thing. I've always been sort of an entrepreneur. Like when, nice. when I was in elementary school, I sold like candy out of my backpack and <laughs> that's awesome. Um, and so that was, I've always known I wanted to start my own business. I actually Got had you. a go ped 
business where I sold GoPed parts online and like that was fairly successful and I had a web design business in, in high school as well. And so I've dabbled here and there. I never really took the traditional path. I went to college for like a semester and it wasn't for me. Not for you. Yeah. And so I never took that path and like really any jobs that I got were just kind of a way to pay the bills. It was never... I never felt like I was in a career with any of my jobs that I had. Just a job, not a yeah, career. Right. And yeah. so I never like felt, you know, I, I tried a ton of different things because I had to. And, you know, I was looking yeah. for a career. I thought, you know, that was going to be the best way for me to be able to do the things I wanted to do. And I just never, nothing I did ever like felt like a career, like something I wanted to do long term. And then, you know, when I started cooking for people and I figured out, you know, with a food truck, I could travel and it, it sounded better than it, than it is, <laughs> you know, outside looking in, like everybody like that I talk to, so many people message me all the time that because they want to start a food truck and everybody's always, always says, oh, like that must be so fun. Or like, I think it'd be really fun to start my own food truck. And yeah, there's, it's fun. Like I enjoy it, but it's a lot more work than any anybody realizes outside looking in and I'll, I'll be the first to admit you know i thought it was fun i thought it looked fun too before sure. i started one and i was like oh snap, you know <laughs> and then um i realized how much work it is but it, it, it is work i actually enjoy doing and because it is my own thing that i'm, I'm yeah. able to grow and grow with people that i like being around you know i get to pick the the employees that work for me and I, you know it's people i enjoy being around i love all the all of my employees and um they they like working for me too they've been with me for you know through through all of the ups and downs i still have the majority of the staff that wow. I had when we first opened up so pre-pandemic and and pop up to food truck to all this wow, yeah and there's been a little turnover here and there sure, especially like after, after covid the original manager i hired like basically i just told him like look man like you're probably better off getting another job because i don't know you didn't if know I'm what was going on. Nobody employed, knew what you know, was going so. on. Yeah. But other than that, yeah. So I've, I've still got most of the employees that that's awesome. Were with me. I mean, you know, like you said, it's your name's on the truck. You know, it's Wonton Johns. Um, mm. It's but you're you're putting your entire heart and soul in there. But all the prep and everything that goes in before you even take that truck to the event, then run the event, then clean up, especially at a concert or something, you're just getting probably just slammed that entire time. So mm -hmm. there's just no no rest for the wonton right there. Right. So yeah, yeah, my goodness. The other thing that's that's kind of fun and, and that, you know, I talked about that biscuits and gravy wonton was the thing that really got me, but you're just doing something that's you know, a little bit different than everybody else. You know, right. not everybody else is is doing a lox wonton or those type of things. And then, you know, since my initial encounter, of course, you branched out into some really uh, awesome burritos too. What's kind of your your thought process or your creative process on how you make sure that uh, you know wonton Johns is is wonton Johns and not somebody else's thing? I guess I, it's it's not necessarily anything I've given a lot of thought to i just run it how i want to run it and nice. portray the image that we want to portray on social media and things like that it's funny because i actually just left a meeting with um, the girl who's helping help going to be helping us with the marketing and she's worked with for me for a long time so Great. she's fully aware but she was talking about scheduling out posts for holidays and things like that because she's done it for um other like more corporate type businesses and things like that and i was like you know we don't even really do that like we, we make sure that we're active in the community and we don't need to do any kind of like gimmicky things or anything like that so that's why i was talking to her about like we don't really need to schedule out posts like a lot of businesses will do like a 30-day schedule of posts and we don't do that because we just kind of do what feels right in the moments rather than sure you know being super planned out in terms of you know what we want to look like we just are if that makes sense it just no, it absolutely does make sense and then you you know you can adapt to to the moment and how you're feeling but i can see where much like you were kind of saying, you know, hey, you know, I, I would rather work for myself and design things how I want. And in this case, it's like, well, maybe I don't want to run by a script or right. ABCD. It's like, let's let's be dynamic with this and change it. And so it feels fresh all the time. And you're engaged with what you want to do at that time. So right. so that's cool. That's yeah. cool. Got you. Got you. Awesome. Did you come up with the 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 wonton ideas yourself and the burritos, the recipes and things like that, and just things that you enjoy, or like how does how does a wonton come into being? Yeah. So uh, I've ha I had a wonton taco one time that was really good, and so that kind of put the idea in my head. 
where somebody had, you know, baked a wonton shell or cooked a wonton shell in the form of like a taco shell. Yeah. But, and it was good. And I was like, you could literally put anything, anything. in a wonton shell. And so I did a Hawaiian Rangoon for my buddy's 4th of July party. And I made, it was just a garlic cream cheese, grilled bacon, grilled pineapple, and sweet chili sauce. I'm in. On a wonton shell. And I've actually never served it off the food truck. Really? I have no, I have no idea why. I served it at the free pop-up. We, we did it at the free one. Yeah. And I don't know why it's never been on the truck, but it, it was fire. Everybody loved it. it. And that's why great. I, I made more during the party. Like, everybody was, like, loving them so much. I went back to the store, yeah. got more, and oh, made whoa. more, like... At the party, and then so that kind of put the you know idea of like the wontons being a concept because prior to that, I was just going to do a breakfast burrito truck because that's what I always did at the festivals was breakfast burritos. Sure, there's just a lot of burritos out there, a lot of burrito concepts, yeah. and the wonton is something completely different. It's a just a great vehicle for food, and um, it's pretty neutral in terms of flavor, and, right. But you can infuse it with flavors. We've got the ranch wontons, the everything wontons. We've done garlic parm wontons, you know, you know, just like any flavor you can put in a chip, you can put in the wonton too. So there's just uh, an endless amount of possibilities that you can do with the wonton. You can put anything in burrito too. But, That's true. you know, the wonton stands out. I still have yet to encounter another wonton food truck like mine. Yeah, I've, I've never, never seen another one. It's, it's very unique. I always dig your, your logo with the, the yeah. sunglasses on the wonton. It's always very, very cool. So, well, th well, that's awesome. So, um, and, and then from, so 2020 happens and you were for a while doing, uh, you were at trucks and taps is kind of home base. And I know I got uh, at least one, maybe more delicious burritos there, wontons and things like that. And so coming out of that, with blend opening up. So blend, like you said, it was in a former Amigos. And I thought that it was a, a revolutionary concept. I hadn't seen anything like it. So essentially you had several restaurant or restaurant concepts that were available for online ordering. You ordered it and then you pulled up through the drive-thru and your order was ready to go. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was so cool because especially with, you know, the pandemic, nobody knew what was happening with restaurant doors, how many restaurant doors were going to open back up if dine-in seating was a thing or, you know, how everything would bounce back. And this was such a unique thing because you could get local food that was prepared hot and fresh and on time, you know, you could set your order pickup time and get it. And the other thing that I thought was cool because it was a, a, a food hall type concept is like little Susie wants mac and cheese, little Jimmy wants, you know, a hamburger mama wants this and and whatever the family wants to order all these different things you know you end up with a with a burger and a burrito and a soup and the chicken sandwich or whatever that was really awesome so what was kind of the the genesis for that idea and maybe some of the challenges in opening the doors yeah so that idea basically was birthed in covid because of all the the pickup and carry out and partially oh, yeah. from being at trucks and taps with multiple different types of food trucks, I was like, sure. man, it'd be cool if everybody could just order from all the food trucks in one order. Yeah. And to, to make that happen was a possibility, but there would have been a lot of uh, logistics because we all ran on different POS systems and things like that. So it wasn't really like a feasible concept at that time. And sure. I kind of just put it on the back burner and, you know, forgot about it for a while and just focused on running the food truck. And then uh, my buddy and I were talking about it and it really seemed like a viable concept and idea. And I, you know, I started doing research into trying to find technologies that could support it. And I found, found a couple good ones. And through that research found similar concepts. There's a couple in California, but it's more uh, big chain brands like okay. TJF Fridays and things like ah. that. They're, they're similar things, but none of them were like locally focused or anything like that. Right. I really wanted to, try and create one with a local focus with different local vendors. And I was able to, you know, get quite a few different restaurant owners in town, pretty interested and excited about the idea. We we did run into a lot of different issues trying to coordinate everybody. And then, you know, when we were looking at a March open originally, that's what I was pitching to everybody. And then we weren't able to get our permits in right, time the electrical we were talking about yeah and yeah. We, were, we were going with a hoodless concept and so most restaurants for anybody listening that doesn't know what a hood is it's basically like a giant exhaust system to um, get any grease particle vapors things like that smoke 
up and out of the building so you're not working in the smoky kitchen and smoking everybody out. Sure. But now they've got a lot of different, it's called ventless equipment where you don't need a hood. They've got like the vents basically built into them where they're fully encompassed in one unit. However, they're not super prevalent for the time right now and so our city inspectors weren't familiar with them oh they didn't know what to do with it and we're yeah they were trying to make us put in a hood which a hood um is typically like twenty five thousand dollars or more um when you get installed and that wasn't in our original budget because we were going with you know we spent the extra money on the equipment right so you didn't have to and so it was a whole process getting them to approve the equipment which they finally did we didn't need a hood but also all of the breakers when Amigos left, somebody switched out the breakers from GFI breakers. And then so we had to get GFI breakers put in all of them, but you couldn't get 50 amp GFI breakers. Anyways, long oh, story, long story short, yeah, issues. we didn't open until August. And so, yeah. um, you know, it was, it was tough because there was a lot of vendors that were excited and thinking March and then we didn't open in March and then we didn't open in April or May or June or July. And so right. by the time we opened, everybody kind of had to go off different ways. And so like our vendor list that we originally had and were excited about was shrunk down to a few. And then coordinating that was, turned out to be a much bigger challenge because most people are business owners because they don't want to work for anybody else. So sure. then all of a sudden there's me trying to coordinate a bunch of people that have different personalities and are used to, oh, yeah. you know, just doing their own thing. And doing it their way. Yeah. Uh-huh. Which is like, we, we still want to let them do it their way, but they, with, within certain constraints, you know, so, sure. um, you know, that was a challenge in and of itself. And then, so uh, blend really never got to take on um, the form that it was originally intended mm-hmm. with all the different vendors. So, so yeah, there, there's just a lot of challenges with that. I think opening up on time was the biggest one because then that kind of threw a wrench in it for all the other vendors. And, you know, it's basically like having everybody in one space and then letting everybody go and then like trying to get everybody reined back. back in and back on the same page. And then, but like once we got the permit, that's when we had to go because we were already so far behind and, you know, our budget was dwindling by the day. So by the time we opened, our budget was so drained already that, we couldn't afford a bad week and we were doing okay. We were actually growing pretty well over the first like six to seven weeks, but then we just had two really, really slow weeks like back to back. And by the time you pay all your labor and bills, we just didn't have the runway for that by the time we got open. So unfortunately I don't think anybody ever got to see what blend was ever supposed, like supposed to be in the first place. It never took on the form that I had intended. Got you. Got you. So you never got to see the, the full vision there. Right. So and that man, just kind of one one hit right after the other. And I could see that, too, where everybody's excited and like, yeah, let's go. Let's go. And then, OK, wait. And then so you're like, OK, well, what do we do now? And then come back together might be kind of tough. And my goodness, man. Yeah. I, I But, you know, what a what a good move on, you know, just going out there and trying something a little different again, you know, that maybe nobody's seen and certainly not around the Omaha area. Right. And. There were, besides the the concept itself being very innovative, there were two small things out of that too that kind of stuck with me that I thought were kind of super cool. I think it might have been Nebraska Brewing or something. You had like remote kiosks set up at other locations where you could just go to the kiosk and order there. And then I think you delivered it. Like to, yeah. to like in this case, Nebraska Brewing or wherever it right. was, right? Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. What a, what a neat idea. Yeah. I mean, and, it, and, it, and it worked to an extent. I think, again, if it would have had a little more time, I think, sure. you know, people would have been more familiar with it. And also, you know, the technology that we had to utilize um, due to budget constraints wasn't the greatest because you still had to like type in your credit card number to pay. Oh, gotcha. Uh, you, you know, you couldn't just pay with your card or, or tap yeah. to pay. Um, and I'm actually going to be incorporating that back into our new Benson location because there are so many bars around there. Oh, yeah. Um, we're not going to have our own in-house delivery, but within the Benson area, we will. Yeah. And so we will be putting those kiosks out for Wonton John's, uh, but they're going to be a different tablet, different technology where you can actually pay with your card at the kiosk instead of uh, having to type in all your information. Because that's some of the feedback we got is people would get their order together and then realize they'd have to like type out 
you know, name, tap, tap, tap billing tap, tap. address oh, yeah. and all that zip code. And it kind of defeats the convenience of it all when, when you realize that. Then it was no different than ordering from your phone. It was really just putting it out there. Gotcha. Like, so it was, it, was, it was like almost there. It was like right, right there. Yeah. Oh, just, this, that was the story of Blend. Like, yeah, gotcha. Almost there. Never, <laughs> never, never, quite, never quite what we wanted it to be. <laughs> but, but maybe on the lookout in Benson for a, a giant mascot wonton with sunglasses like running burritos over to a bar somewhere. I can see this now. Okay. I have looked in the mascots. That's, have you really? Yeah. <laughs> They're like four grand someday. Oh, I, awesome. When we get into more music festivals, I think the ROI might be there. Because awesome. one of those running around a festival would definitely do some branding. Good, I think a giant wonton period would attract attention. And one with sunglasses, definitely. Yeah, sure. no, no question, no question. The the other, and this is this is like, I don't think I've seen this anywhere else in Omaha. But I thought this was so cool when I, when I went to Blend. So, you know, if you get takeout and it's prepared for you nice and hot and you order it and you're going to drive it home and then it sits there and it steams in the box and there's some places that'll poke holes in the thing to let some of the steam out mm -hmm. but if i do recall i got it to go uh, well okay blend is always to go yeah. but uh i got it and picked up my order there and there was like a food safe moisture capturing packet yeah. attached to the lid of the to-go box and i'm yeah. like that's stinking genius where did you find those things actually at the restaurant convention in chicago they do it every year in like may i found i found them like on my way out of the convention yeah it was just a little table they had not a whole lot of like marketing That's or wild. like branding to the table and i just like happened to read their sign and it said that it keeps to go food better longer so yeah because that's 100 percent your business talk to them yeah and actually it's like a mark cuban invested business i think they were on really? shark tank so yeah huh. uh, but i'm surprised more people don't use them they're expensive it's like 25 to 50 cents per one depending on which size you get and the, but it's pretty it's pretty neat you just keep them frozen and uh -huh. then you stick it to the top it's got an adhesive and that's you know wild. it gets stuck to our composted compostable packaging and it can still be recycled or composted with those packets in there and then it sucks up the moisture for like up to 30 minutes that's wild just so many like cool ideas just kind of happened in there it's been quite a while since i've gotten food from blend and i still remember that because i yeah, opened it nice. up i'm like what the heck is this and i'm like that's genius because yeah. like, you know especially if your if your business is 100 percent takeout you want that product to be the best thing it can possibly be because right. nobody knows what the quote-unquote in restaurant is like because there isn't one it's like it's got to be top notch by the time you get it home so that's just that's just super yeah. cool so yeah we, we i mean we had it all timed out too like you know you, your order wouldn't we wouldn't make your order until a certain amount of time before your pickup time so yeah a lot of places like they've just got a, a rack sitting in the lobby that they throw all the orders up so they don't have to deal with like the pickup orders who knows how long they're sitting there they're not in any kind of like heating device or anything that keeps them fresh or warm you just and yeah it's just sitting there at room temperature very rare did we ever get any kind of complaints about like the food quality which in a, in a completely pick up and to go um operation that says a lot because you know immediately yeah. when i'm ordering to go food i automatically in my head already assume it's not going to be as good you right know? you knock it down a point or two just because it's not i'm not eating at the table right from the kitchen right yeah, yeah. I mean, we we really uh took a lot of steps and put things in place to try and keep that food as, as good and as fresh as possible that's awesome that's awesome well i you know kudos for thinking of those things your your ability to look at different ideas and implement them is just is just really cool and you did nice. so many things in that that one location and when you and i were um i think it was post burger fight and you guys were making awesome sliders down there at exarban yep. uh, we had a lot of good local places there and so yeah we were gonna we were gonna talk about this thing and then like you said you had some challenges at blend and you got a hold of me and you're like blend looks like it's gonna have to close and then you get an offer to do something like 180 from the food truck. So what happened after Blend? Um, yeah, well, my friend Alex Becker, he's the corporate executive chef for the Gather Group. They own um, Gather in the Old Market. Mm -hmm. um, they've got a location in Jackson Hole, and they're planning on opening oh. some more. They've got a couple of restaurants in Jackson Hole, actually, which is the original Gather is in Jackson Hole. Okay. Um, and I was actually able to visit that a few years ago in um, Phoenix. My girlfriend and I went to uh, the Tetons out there and actually visited the restaurant. It was phenomenal then. And the location in the old market is phenomenal as well. And they happened to acquire some restaurants in Maui. Nice. And so he 
had reached out to me, like, you know, condolences basically about Blend because he had he'd eaten there a couple times too. And, you know, I just let him know, like, I don't have anything going on in the winter. If you guys need some help and I was, you know, I'd even be willing to travel because I knew they had the Jacksonville location right. as well. And so that's kind of what I had in mind when I mentioned that was, you know, if you need somebody because, uh, you know, I wanted to make money, but I also just wanted something to do so I didn't have to like sure. sit there all winter and dwell over the fact that I shut down Blend. Yeah, I don't see you as a person that's going to sit there and be bored doing nothing. No. I don't think that's you. No, I, yeah. I, I can't. <laughs> I can't. But yeah, so and they, they had just acquired these properties in Maui and he said, funny enough, like they need a lot of help down there. It's their busy season and talked to them and they wanted me to go down there and help. So I went down there for about six weeks and worked in their restaurant in Maui that was on the ocean. It was called Gannon's, which is actually, she's like a beard award nominee. Wow. Um, I didn't actually work directly with her. She obviously sold the restaurant since then, but yeah, it was a, it was an experience for sure. It was something completely different, you know, going into work in somebody else's kitchen, which I hadn't really done prior to that. And, you know, just helping out where I can and being in Maui wasn't a terrible thing (laughs) yeah it's like well yeah we could send you to wyoming or maui okay so i've never been to hawaii so that was cool that's fantastic so and and what was your what was your role there in the in the kitchen what were you doing uh it just depended on the day i helped with some of their um banquet catering stuff that they had They, they were super short staff so it was really like wherever they needed help i did a lot of prep i did a lot of Help kind of uh, revamping, organizing, you know, coming up with different, more efficient ways Wow! in the kitchen and just kind of implementing a lot of the things that gather because gather is a very, very well ran establishment and the new spot was not so well ran. So they wanted kind of insight and help to implement some of that stuff. So uh, just whatever they asked of me, that was, <laughs> that's, that, that's, what, <laughs> that's what I helped with. I'm thinking here that your, you know, your skills in setting up, especially like a food truck, which is such a small space and you have to make it work for everything that you need to do. So did you learn what was going on at Gather in Omaha first so that you could go there and then help them do those things? Or was this just like you just walked in and you're like, okay, observe and change? Like how did it that? Was, it was a little bit of both. I worked at Gather. I worked like four shifts at Gather okay. with them before I went out. Yeah. And so I got to see a little bit of what they were doing, gotcha. but they were a little short staffed as well there. So it was a crash course. Yeah. Less. And then, yeah, there, was, there wasn't a whole lot of time to actually like change much while I was there, but sure. because they they were busy and in the thick of it and we were able to implement some changes, but it was more just kind of assessing and coming up with different solutions. So some of the problems they were having and then kind of the next guy behind me would take that and go because obviously I couldn't stay down there permanently. Sure. Got you. And then, so from helping them organize and bringing what maybe Gather in Omaha was doing, were there any skills or things or what did you learn or pick up from that experience and bring back with you to Omaha? Yeah, I, d- I definitely learned quite a bit just seeing different ways that people do things because I'm not a classically trained chef at right. all. I've never had any kind of formal training really in the kitchen. So I learned a lot of different, just different techniques. And actually, I mean, a lot of it was I've learned like the the names for <laughs> what, <laughs> what the things I was doing were actually called. So that was kind of Something when when I went in, they'd ask me if I knew how to do something, and I well, I don't really know yeah uh, what you're talking about, you know. And then when they tell me, I'm like, oh yeah, I do that all the time, but I didn't know what it was called. And so I like I, le- I learned like a lot of the technical terms and things like that, and just different like bounois and things like you know different like fine dicing techniques. What the names were, I just always called it like a fine dice. You yeah, know? yeah. And so just different things like that is definitely. And I learned some you know tricks of the trade too from from guys that have been doing it a long time. Uh, in terms of just better, more efficient ways to, you know, get things done in the kitchen. So it was definitely like a mutually beneficial learning experience, I think. Yeah. Like you said, you're not classically trained. And so you're picking up those things in the brigade style kitchen, I'm guessing that type of scenario. And then what's kind of cool is then you're bringing in your, hey, I know how to do this at a a food truck, at Trucks and Taps, at Blend. Like you're, you well, while not being classically trained or working in the kitchen at a, at a brick and mortar restaurant, you have four or five different, totally different scenarios between, you know, pop-up, food truck, blend, trucks and taps, a wedding, 
That's really cool. So you really did kind of have a, a good knowledge share opportunity to bring two totally different, you know, methods here. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's, it's almost like you had the, like, I don't know, maybe they were like fencing or judo and you're bringing in like the MMA, like uh, yeah, right. <laughs> mixed martial arts of food into the, into the kitchen. So that's very, very cool. That's very, anything else that you, so you, you, you mentioned the brunoise or, you know, cut style there, anything, you know, terms or things or, or anything that you picked up on and you're like oh yeah okay so so that's this thing yeah it's different names for like different pots like uh, like you said like grab the rondo and i didn't know what a rondo was but it's basically just like deeper flat pot pan combo that i i have three of them i use them <laughs> yeah I, but i've never heard them called the rondo before it's just d different things um off the top of my head I don't know. That's but, cool. Yeah, there's. That's cool. Well, well, because that's that's one of those that uh, the the little plastic uh, pint or uh, larger containers. Yeah, the delis. The delis, yeah. right? That's one that I picked. I was like, oh, okay, it's a deli. All right, well, it makes sense. And well, yeah. now I see it all the time, and it's not a container anymore. It's a deli, so <laughs> right. it's just kind of cool to kind of get some of that behind the scenes, you know, yeah. interesting information too. So that's very very cool. So okay, so sounds like Mario was nice. Yeah, which is awesome. You learned some, you taught some, shared some knowledge, and I haven't. I I must confess, I haven't been to gather yet. But that's they're doing all the hydroponic like growing yeah. and thing. Like they're growing veggies at the restaurant, right? right. So, yeah. so we've got a whole hydroponic farm. That's so underneath. Cool. That's so cool. So that's that's such a neat concept. So you finished that up at that point when you were in Maui. Now you had the food truck season coming up, right? Mm -hmm. What did that look like when you were, you know, coming back to Omaha? How did, what was going to happen after that? Uh, like my last week in Maui is when I found out the baked after dark spot was uh, coming available prior to learning that though. I had said, I'm never going to open a brick and mortar ever again. <laughs> I would rather be able to bring my food to the people, which is what I like about the food truck. You yeah. can go to the events. Um, we operate with a guarantee, minimum guarantee. Like we don't take the food truck out unless, unless it's a larger event, but like sure. typically like if somebody asks us to bring the food truck out, we do have a minimum guarantee that we require. So like, I know I'm going to be able to cover all my expenses and everything every time I yeah, you take the, the food truck out, you know, I would have been able to get a very reasonable commissary kitchen for very low overhead and for a couple months there, I'd convinced myself that I had no interest in like growing it past being a food truck to make money and do the things that I want to do. Sure. And pick and choose, you know, where I want to go, when I want to go. Uh, but that's really like not my style either. Like I, I would get so bored with that. <laughs> um, so then I found out the baked after dark spot was going to be opening up, um, coming available. And conveniently, it's four blocks from my house. Nice. And so... I messaged her and asked her if she knew if anybody was taking over the spot. And then the landlord reached out to me the next day and we had a good conversation and sounded like a real possibility. So I talked to Phoenix about it and, you know, went back and forth on whether it was a good idea or not. And the more we talked about it, just the more excited we got and the more it made sense. And so, yeah, that came about really, you know, within the last couple months, two months ago, and hopefully wow. we'll be open by next month is the goal. So, so yeah, I, I really had no idea when I went to Maui. That's a big a big reason why. I big I deleted Facebook off my phone as soon as the plane landed in Maui. Disconnect. Shut off a lot of the notifications for the Wonton John stuff. Even my like calendar. I just was like, well, there's you know I'm gonna be gone. There's nothing I can do about anything anyway. So right. I just shut it all off. Started reading a lot more. Took some time to myself. Center yourself and see what you want to do. Yeah, and, and then kind of. Uh, you know, I didn't take a break. I was still wor I was working a lot while I was down there. So sure. it's not like I was just like taking two months to chill and relax. But I <laughs> right. it was, I wasn't the one making the decisions for two months. You know, I didn't like it just because like I don't like working for people. Like I said, I, sure. I like making the decisions, but it was nice to not have to make those decisions for a couple months and really kind of clear my head and figure out like what it is I really want and kind of just take take a look in and see what was up so that's good well and what a what a, a good opportunity there in maui like you said just to just to take a break and while you're still working like you said some of the decisions you didn't have to make so you could just concentrate on focusing on you know what do i really want to do and what because everything that you've done is because you wanted to meaning that your heart's in it and it's gonna come out 
best because of that. You know, it's right. not because you you have to, you have skills, you have knowledge, you could go work for someone else, but you you don't have to. You've got this other, you know, pursuit here and the fun that is, you know, everything that you do in addition to the quality that you strive for and things like that. It's great because you're just putting it all in. So that's awesome that you that you had that opportunity. That's very cool. Yeah, it was, so. it was crazy timing. Uh, firm believer in you know everything happens for a reason. As long as you keep your eyes open for opportunity and don't be afraid to take those opportunities, then you know things will work out how they're supposed to. And uh, that's what I feel is happening. So that's so cool. The the restaurant because we do record a little bit in advance of so the by the time somebody listens to this, they might be even closer to to watch yeah. on Johnson Benson. So you're going in the the former baked after dark spot, right? If you're at liberty to say, uh, what does the concept, the brick and mortar concept for Wonton Johns look like? Because blend was takeout in the truck. So what right. what's what's kind of happening here? What's going to be at Wonton Johns? Yeah, so it's going to be very simple, uh, quick service style restaurant. We're going to have the ordering kiosk. So like when you walk in, there's going to be three ordering kiosks. You'll also be able to order at your table. Um, we're just going to have five tables. So not a big restaurant by any means. I think the lobby area is 300 square feet. Total. Yeah, it's a pretty small space. Yeah. yeah. And so it, it, it's perfect for me. I've never wanted like a big restaurant or anything. And so it'll, you know, it'll be counter service. You pick it up from the counter, you eat it and you go. And we'll basically have, uh, it, it'll be cool though. I think it'll be cool in there, but, um, we'll have our breakfast burrito. So we'll be open. The plan right now is to be open initially Thursday through Sunday from okay. 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Oh, wow. Um, while we get our, you know, our bearings and our staff and our training. That's a lot um, of hours though. Still, that's all day. Yeah. yeah, but we'll have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and like Sunday, we'll, well, su- Sunday we'll close at two. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. 8 to 8, Sunday, 8 to 2. And that's the thought right now. That could change before we open. Sure. But we're still going to be running the food truck as well on top of it. But we're just going to have our breakfast burritos. We're going to do the cheesesteaks that we had from oh, Belmont nice. Cheesesteak Company. Yeah. At Blend, because that was our concept as well. And so we're going to be doing the cheesesteaks. So there's a good lunch and dinner option. But we'll have the breakfast burritos all day. Because even at Blend, like the breakfast burritos were the best seller even during dinner time. So the goat. Yeah. yeah so, oh, Yeah. And we'll actually be able to finally figure out a way to make the goat sauce shelf stable without affecting the flavor. So we'll be jarring that and selling oh, that fun. as well out of there and just doing little things like that. And then so we'll have the cheesesteaks. And I'd like to implement acai bowls just to give people a healthier oh, yeah. option in the morning. But that won't be on the menu initially. It's just going to be the burritos and cheesesteaks and some sides and super simple, maybe 12 to 15 total menu items. That's cool. A highly focused menu. I always like um, Block 16 probably is my favorite example of this is like it's a focused smallish menu and then they run like a special so they can right. still have fun. I, I think that's really, really cool. It's like yeah. make it solid and then have a little fun with it. So. Yeah. And I've always uh, I've always kind of uh, emulated what they've done because I've I've always loved Block 16. Oh, the way yeah. that they do things there. And, you know, even before I ever thought about having the food truck and I'd go to block 16, you know, I'd be like, if I ran a spot, like it'd be very similar to this. And so that's try not to copy them. Exactly. Sure, but, sure. Uh, you know, as far as that model goes, we're going to be really good at the the menu we do put out and then uh, have fun with some specials here and there to hopefully bring some people in. And, uh, just try different things without, yeah. without trying to do. Cause that, that, that's one thing that I struggled with at blend since we weren't able to get, the other vendors coordinated and be able to have them in there operating. We had to come up with our own concepts. And so really I was trying to run six different concepts, (laughs) brand new concepts too. So not only, um, you know, creating those menus, but trying to keep the quality control and, train my staff like i feel bad for them because they're having to learn new stuff every day and, <laughs> and so this just, week a new restaurant yeah yeah and so it was you know it, it became like way too much so i'm trying yeah. to go the other direction with this and be you know hyper focused on what we do and do it really well we'll have like six burritos and like four cheap four different kinds of cheesesteaks that you can pick from nice Baked After Dark, having been in there, and Stacy and family are just, they're so awesome. But I actually got to interview them at the bakery. Nice. And so having been in there, you had the the baking equipment up front, and then there's kind of this smaller, like, man, really low yeah. ceiling back area back there. Did you have to bring in, like, 
equipment? Did you have stuff from Blend? Like, how did you have to totally revamp the inside to, so it has the stuff you need to cook? Because you're not making cinnamon rolls. So Right. Yeah. No, it'll look a lot different when you see it next. Uh, we're getting all new flooring in the little dish. I call it the dish pit area because that's where, you know, the sink and everything is. Yeah. And then I call the upper spot the kitchen. Uh, we did buy one of their ovens, uh, like the oven and range. But other than that, it's all either equipment that I've had. Um, because I did buy a bunch of equipment when I first got the food truck because it was kind of a blank slate on the inside. Sure. And I kind of kept it that way to keep it simple on the food truck. Um, so I had a lot of equipment in my garage that Phoenix is super happy that it's not, <laughs> it's not in there anymore. We finally have a little bit of room in there. But, and we did have some stuff from Blend. I'm selling a lot of the stuff from Blend. Sure. Um, but, we, yeah, we were utilizing some of that equipment as well. So that, that was nice. I haven't really had to go out. And get a lot because good. It's expensive. This, this thing's going to be the definition of bootstrap. Luckily, <laughs> luckily Ryan, he's at the landlord. He owns like Barchen and St. Andrews as well. Yeah. Um, but he's been super, super cool and working with me on just helping me get open. So because that's great. Yeah, that's super cool. Now we were talking about the food truck a bit ago um, and commissary <laughs> kitchen. So I think that's a Douglas County thing or whatever, right? You have to have a kitchen that you operate out of besides your food truck. I don't know if a lot of people know that, right? Does having the brick and mortar satisfy that for the food truck? Does that help you out a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. And I'll be able to park the food truck there in the back. Oh, cool. Um, So this, this will be the first time I've been able to really operate uh, trucks and taps. We had that, but like you're parked kind of far away from the kitchen, Sure. but we'll just literally be able to go out the back door of our kitchen into the front door of the food truck and load everything in and out super easy. So it'll be pretty convenient in that sense. I've literally had to share every kitchen I've ever been in with somebody else, another um, concept. So it'll be nice to have our own space. Yeah. Oh man, that's really cool. So there's, so you get kind of a secondary benefit of, of that as well. So that's very cool in the space, like you said, for the food truck. And yeah, I mean, anything that makes your, your prep and load in, load out easier, probably nice. So definitely and the, the, the cool. prep, the prep's going to be the biggest thing because we've, uh, we've never been able to like be open and prep really at the same time. Mm. Um, cause with blend wonton Johns was completely separate. I had investors and business partners in blend. Yeah. So, you know, we, we, we were separate. So the, the wonton Johns prep had to be done separately from that. So this will be nice because we can just have a couple prep cooks doing all of the prep for the food truck yeah. and the brick and mortar location all at the same time. And it'll really be efficient, not just in terms of time, but just labor as well. That's yeah. super cool. Well, bef- before we wrap it up here, cause I want to be respectful, respectful of your time also, but of course, if we recognize food, I'm going to ask you if you would, when you're not eating wonton John's food, but you're out eating, you know, fun local spots, what are some places that uh, you really like that you might recommend people go to and maybe what might somebody get there? Yeah, so it it depends on the vibe I'm looking for. Yeah. Um, if I'm looking for something, you know, good down home, it's always Everett's. Um, oh, yeah, Everett's on Maple. Sure. Yeah, yeah, always Everett's. And then our go-to, if we're looking for, you know, a nicer meal uh, with some ambiance, just uh, in terms of consistency, it's usually Dante. Oh, nice. Yeah, this is, it never fails. Like, they're always super consistent. And they, they're not open on Mondays anymore. They used to be open on Mondays. But, like, not a lot of restaurants are open on Mondays, and that's always the day right. that I can go eat. So the, it's usually slim pickings, and we always went there because, like, <laughs> even on Mondays, it was, it was always good. So we like going there. I mean, Virtuoso, Acheron. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, the list is so, so, so long. There's so much good food. Well, oh, man, and, and you being in the, the Benson area, too, I I mean, there's so many solid restaurants yeah. on Maple right there. Definitely. And, you know, like you said, Virtuoso is a, a great choice. That hot honey on on their pepperoni pizza is so good. David Lasoli is doing yeah. good things. And, you know, Akron's got I the tasty I want to talk to menu. him about maybe making me some breakfast pizza crust. Oh, yeah. Because I got a good oven for it. Yeah, so. if, if you're listening to this, David Lasoli, <laughs> go see John. Um, and so, yeah, and Dante, my gosh, the uh, the beef bolognese. Yeah, there. the bolognese. Oh, my and gosh. And their menus, it's, it's always so fresh. Like, their yeah. menus always, you know, constantly changing. There's, there's always, like... You can have your go-tos and not be disappointed that it's not on the menu the next time. Right, it's still but something there's good. always something new to try, too, which is, like, one of my favorite parts is they always have 
some, you know, off thing like quail or right. something like that on their menu that you're not going to see most other places and a lot of different wild game and, and things like that. That's always just fun to try. So you can, you know, you can mix it up and yeah, but, but you can still like, if you're craving something specific, you know, they keep their standard menu pretty standard. I, I may have eaten that uh, beef bolognese out in the parking lot during COVID <laughs> when they were doing takeout orders. Like, yeah. yeah, I'll just take a box of that, please. WD uh, Cravings beef bolognese is really good. Though, too. Oh, they, I haven't had, you haven't had that. Oh, no. we just went there the other day. That's there's so much good food. But oh, Piero, yeah. man, that, that bolognese awesome. is so, so good. <laughs> I'll have to give that a shot. Cause the, uh, the, he's got the short rib sandwich, the breakfast sandwich. I love that yeah. short rib. I haven't, I haven't got there for breakfast. Oh, there you go. Okay. So there, yeah. there's an exchange. You can try the, nice. the, the short rib sando and, and I can try the, the beef bolognese. So yeah. that's a good call in and Dante too. You know, we're talking about good yeah. uh, takeout strategies, but they do the parbake pizza so you can take it home right. and finish it in your oven. Yeah. I think that's so cool. And Everett's, they're kind of tucked away a little bit and, and totally worth a find. And uh, I was there kind of recently and had their Brussels sprouts. Yeah, their Brussels are good. Their Brussels are, are awesome. And somehow every single leaf of every single sprout would, had that nice char on it. My gosh, it was yeah. delicious. I, I took a photo of it and there was no way to convey how tasty it was because it's a little darker in there yeah. and then everything is has that nice char on it. But man, there's so Yeah, they keep it dark in there. So the food yeah, the food photos that people share just never like do it justice. Right. But and their wings are so good and it that that's another one. They've got a very small, simple menu, they but do. They knock it out of the park every time. That's sure. perfect. That's perfect. Well, hey, as we're closing it down here, if people want to follow <clears throat> along with what's going on with Wonton Johns, the brick and mortar, the truck, all those kind of things, what's happening, where's the best place for people to find you? That's uh, So all of our social medias are at Wonton Johns. It's W-O-N-T-O-N-J-O-N-S. There's no H in John, so it's W-O-N-T-O-N-J-O-N. Yeah. Um, and wontonjohns.com, um, our food truck. I'll have the calendar up here in the next couple of weeks in terms of um, what our season's looking like. And uh, we will be booking some events still, but we're pretty, pretty full up there. But in terms of public stuff, we're going to work with some of the breweries that, um, nice. you know, a lot of the breweries helped us get our start. So we still like to go show some love there and, and do those events. So yeah, yeah wontonjohns.com. Perfect. And then uh, come check us out in Benson. I love for it. Sure. I love it. Absolutely. So that's, that's awesome. And, you know, thank you so much for spending time with me yeah, today. Thanks for having me. It was cool. Huh? Oh yeah. It was okay. great. It, it was so good. And, you know, I just, I love all the ideas and things and the past and passion that you have and, and getting those, uh, you know, those wontons and those burritos into people's hands and everything that, uh, you know, with the pandemic or, you know, supply chain issues or whatever, everything that comes at you, you just, you overcome it and you keep going and you still got a smile on your face and that, that passion. You can you know see it when we talk, and it's, right. it's fantastic, man. So thank cool. you so well, much. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate the opportunity. I'm glad we finally made it happen. I know we've been talking about it for a long time, so yeah. and I'm not always the best. So there's just so many channels of communication. It's hard to keep up. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we made it happen. Here yeah, we sure. are. This is perfect. And, and with that, then I'm going to sign it off cool. here. This is Dave with Saturday Omaha. And uh, check out Wonton John's. There's some good stuff happening. And uh, as we say, until we eat again, stay hungry. Bye. Our show is recorded and produced by Saturday Omaha. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, as well as email FatterdayOmaha at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and stay hungry. Saturday Omaha. Eat this.